ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today then the section we're on is regarding the types of dua in terms of who you are making the dua for. When you make dua, you may be making it for yourself or you may be making it for others. You may be making it for yourself and others. So today there's a little look at the different types of dua in terms of who the subject of the dua is. So here the shaykh says, لا يزال الحديث موصولا في بيان فضل دعاء المسلم لإخوانه المسلمين الذي هو من مقتضيات أخوة الإسلام التي تجمعهم He says here we're carrying on discussing the virtue of making dua for your brothers, for the Muslims and that is from one of the affairs that brings about the brotherhood in Islam that unites us. And this is the the connection of the religion, what connects you and joins you. كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ Just as Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, that the believers, males and females, they are awliya, one to another. They are protectors, one to another. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى And Allah also said إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٌ That indeed the believers are إِخْوَةٌ Brothers وَمَا مِنْ رَيْبٍ أَنَّ مِنْ مُتَطَلِّبَاتٍ وَمُتَطَلَّبَاتٍ هَذِهِ الْأُخُوَّةِ وَمُقْتَضَيَاتِهَا الدُّعَاءِ من كل فرد من أفراد المسلمين لعموم المسلمين بالخير والعافية والمغفرة والرحمة ونحو ذلك So no doubt one of the things that is required for this brotherhood and this unity between the Muslims, the believers, males and females is that every Muslim makes dua for the other Muslims generally that you make dua for the other Muslims that they are given goodness and health and safety and forgiveness and mercy إِذِلْ مُسْلِمُ يُحِبُّ لِإِخْوَانِهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ because a Muslim loves for his brothers what he loves for himself from the goodness كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم 
just as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsih none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself وَمِمَّا يُحْسِنْ وَيَحْسُنْ أَنْ يُعْلَمْ فِي هَذَا الْمَقَامِ أَنَّ كُلَّ دُعَاءٍ يَدْعُ بِهِ الْمُسْلِمْ لَا يَخْلُو مِنْ أَقْسَامٍ أَرْبَعَةٍ وَذَلِكَ بِاعْتِبَارِ الْمَدْعُو لَهُ There are four types of subjects for your dua. There are four types of subjects for your dua. Four subjects that you are making the dua for. Firstly, number one, Ahaduha an yadu al Muslimu linafsihi. Firstly, that a Muslim makes dua for himself, that you make dua for yourself. بِمَا يَشَاءُ مِنْ خَيْرَيِ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ From whatever he wills, from the goodness of this world and the hereafter, كَأَنْ يَقُولُ For example, he may say, اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَسْأَلُكَ الْهُدَى وَالسَّدَادِ That, O Allah, I ask you guidance and uprightness. To be guided and to be upright. So that is a general dua that you make for yourself. That you may make for yourself. Similarly, Allahumma li dhambi. Straightforward that a person may make dua for himself, for his sins to be forgiven. And other than that, from the various supplications, فَيَأْتِ بِهَا بِلَفْظِ الْإِفْرَادِ So these du'as, you make them in the singular form. You make them in the singular form of the wording, O oh Allah, forgive me. O oh Allah, guide me. O oh Allah, I ask you for uprightness and guidance. So that is all personalized. Personalized to your dua for yourself. حَتَّى الْإِمَامِ فِي الصَّلَاةِ فِي الْأَدْعِيَةِ الَّتِي يَدْعُو بِهَا لِنَفْسِهِ فِي السُّجُودَ وَفِي الْجِلْسَ بَيْنَ السَّجْدَتَيْنِ أَوْ فِي آخِرِ الصَّلَاةِ قَبْلَ السَّلَامِ Even the imam in the prostration or in the sitting between the two prostrations or in the final sitting before the salam, he may make dua for him. Self. Qal ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned that al-mahfuz fi ad'iyatihi kulliha bilafz al-ifrad that it is noted and recorded from the 
supplications that they were done in the singular pronoun for yourself. Like for example the dua, Rabbi warhamni wahdini. That O Allah, forgive me and have mercy upon me and guide me. وَسَائِرُ الْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمَحْرُوضَ عَنْهُ And the other du'as that are noted and recorded from him. مِنْهَا قَوْلُهُ فِي دُعَاءِ الْإِسْتِفْتَاحِ Also another example is the opening du'a of the prayer. اللَّهُمَّ اغْسِلْنِي مِنْ خَطَايَايَ بِالثَّلْجِ وَالْمَاءِ وَالْبَرْتِ نَرَوْا اللَّهُ Cleanse me, cleanse me from my sins with ice or snow and water and snow again. All of this mentioning the items that are of a cold nature. Cleanse my sins with ice and snow and water why are these cold things mentioned for the cleansing of your sins when normally if you want to clean something you need to put on hot water so why is the dua saying cleanse my sins with the cold examples for ease but how No, but why is it the cold items being mentioned as examples when normally cleaning happens easier with hot water and hot items get rid of the stain. Cold water is more difficult, but why is it cold here? Even hot water is natural and pure, just warmed up. Fire of Jannah, what do you mean? Fire of Jahannam, what? What does everybody think? He says that your sins, sinning and wrongdoing is obviously connected to the hellfire. That is obviously hot and heat. Therefore to cleanse sins, you should use the opposite that is cold. What do you think of that fatwa first? What's your name? Hassan. What do you think of the fatwa that has come from Hassan sitting in the corner on that side over there with the blue jacket? <laughs> the fatwa is absolutely correct. This is what the scholars have mentioned. As Shaykh al he said, sins are inherently linked to heat. Sinning, wrongdoing, it is linked to heat. Sinning is linked to the hellfire. That's where sinning takes you. So to neutralize that heat that sins emanate from, then it requires the cold to neutralize them and clean them out and wipe them out. Therefore, O oh Allah, 
Cleanse my sins with a thalj wal wal barat, snow and ice and water. Allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khatayaya kama ba'adta bayna al-mashriqi wal-maghrib. That, O oh Allah, separate me from my sins. Separate me from my sins just as you have separated between the east and the west. Separate me from my sins just as you have separated between the east and the west. And the hadith continues. But the point is, Allahumma ghsilni min khatayaya ba'id bayni wa khatayaya aw bayna khatayaya na'am bayni wa bayna khatayaya that oh Allah cleanse me my sins cleanse me from my sins and separate me from my sins all of it talking about yourself so there are these examples in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ indicating the singular form of dua for yourself. So that is one type of dua. Dua that you are making for yourself and you phrase it and you say it in that singular form for yourself. وَرَوَى الْإِمَامُ أَحْمَدُ وَأَهْلُ السُّنَنِ من حديث ثوبان عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يأم عبد قوما فيخص نفسه بدعوة دونهم فإن فعل فقد خانهم There is this narration though How do we understand this narration here that says Narrated by or reported by Al-Imam Ahmed and in the books of the Sunan, Hadith of Thawban, that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, La ya'ummu abdun qawman, a servant should not, in the scenario of leading the people, specify himself with the dua at their exclusion. If he does that, he has betrayed them. A person, the Imam, when he's leading the people, should not make a dua specific to himself only. At their exclusion. He shouldn't exclude them and make the dua for himself only. If he does that, he's betrayed them. But just before we were saying the Imam can make the dua for himself. So now how do we combine between these two evidences? This one saying, if you lead the people, do not specify yourself in dua only and exclude all of them. But the other one before we were saying, the imam can make dua for himself. How do we combine? What is the jama'ah? No, but this is the imam in congregation. So he's not allowed to make any dua for himself. The Imam leading the prayer, you go to prostration, he's not allowed to make dua for himself? Aha, uh-huh. exactly. So, 
Qala ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, ibn al-Qayyim explains it here. He says, Sami'atu Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, that I heard Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah say, Hadha al-Hadith indi fi al-Dua'i al-Ladhi yad'u bihi al-Imam li-Nafsihi wa lil-Ma'mumin wa yishtarikuna fihi ka Dua'i al-Qunut wa nahwi. That this prohibition is about the the congregational dua that the imam would do in the prayer like qunut you're making the qunut you wouldn't be using the first person speech for yourself the pronouns only indicating yourself allah forgive me and it's the out loud qunut you want to then be saying oh allah forgive us and guide us and have mercy upon us you wouldn't be saying me and upon me and upon me and you're doing it out loud and leading the people, what about them then? So that's the meaning of that. If you're doing a dua like that, like qunut, and everybody's being led by you, then you have to use the plural pronouns to indicate everyone in that dua. But individually, when you're by yourself or leading in the prostration, etc., you can make your own dua. ثُمَّ إِنَّهُ إِذَا كَانَ الدُّعَاءُ الَّذِي دَعَا بِهِ فِي صَلَاتِهِ مِنْ أَدْعِيَةِ الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ فَإِنَّهُ يَأْتِ بِهِ عَلَى الصِّيغَةِ الَّتِي وَرَدَتْ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ Another point the Shaykh makes here is that if you are going to take a dua directly from the Qur'an, then you should recite it as it is in the Quran, rather than changing pronouns and making it personalized or anything else, you should leave it upon the method it has been narrated or it is in the Quran. So, for example, Kaqawlihi Ta'ala, Ihdina Sirat al Mustaqim. That is obviously in the plural form. Ihdina. As-Sirat al-Mustaqim Guide us to the straight path فَهَذَا دُعَاءٌ عَظِيمٌ يَدْعُو بِهِ الْمُسْلِمُ فِي صَلَاتِهِ This is a tremendous dua that a Muslim makes in his prayer فِي كُلِّ رَكَعَةٍ مِّنْ رَكَعَاتِ الصَّلَاةِ In every raka'ah from the raka'at of the prayer وَوَجْهُ الْإِتْيَانِ بصيغة ضمير الجمع في هذا الدعاء كما بين ذلك ابن القيم رحمه الله ليكون مطابقا لقوله تعالى إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين والإتيان بضمير الجمع في الموضعين أحسن وأفخم فإن المقام مقام عبودية وافتقار إلى الرب تعالى وإقرار بالفاقة إِلَىٰ عُبُودِيَّتِهِ وَاسْتِعَانَتِهِ وَهِدَايَتِهِ فَأَتَى بِهِ بِصِيغَةِ ضَمِيرِ الْجَمْعِ أي نحن معاشر عبيدك مقرون لك بالعبودية That section there اهدنا اهدنا الصراط المستقيم Even when you're praying by yourself you don't change that and say اهدني you don't change that to make it first person just you now because you're praying by yourself that section stays as it is ayat of the quran in the plural form they are read as they are 
And because here it all matches. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqim, plural. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Both of them being in the plural, plural, is more eloquent and brings about a greater understanding of the might and the majesty of Allah that we all are seeking this from you. We all worship you. We all seek your aid and assistance from you. So that is overall the first type of dua in terms of the subject. The subject is you yourself. You're making dua for yourself. The second type then is what? That you're making dua for someone else. You're making dua for someone else. That is the second subject. وَأَمَّا الْقِسْمُ الثَّانِي مِنْ أَقْسَامِ الدُّعَاءِ بِاعْتِبَارِ الْمَدْعُولَةِ فَهُوَ أَنْ يَدْعُوَ الْمُسْلِمُ لِغَيْرِهِ بِالْهِدَايَةِ أَوْ الْمَغْفِرَةِ أَوْ نَحْوِ ذَلِكِ So the second type is that you make dua for someone else. And you make dua that they be guided. Or you make dua that they be forgiven. Or other than that, from the types of righteous du'a that you may make for somebody else. كَقَوْلِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم في دعائه لأنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه Like the statement of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he made du'a for Anas ibn Malik رضي الله عنه And he said اللهم أكثر ماله وولده وبارك له فيما رزقته That O oh Allah increase his wealth and his offspring and bless him in that which you uh, provide him with So that was a dua that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم made for Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu another example when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan radiallahu anhuma for Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan radiallahu anhuma and he said Allahumma ja'alhu hadiyan mahdiya Wahdihi wahdibihi. That O Allah make him a guider, make him guided and a guider, and guide him and guide others via him. Guide him and guide others via him. Make him guided. Guide him and guide others because of him. So that was a dua that the Prophet ﷺ made for Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan radiallahu anhuma. There are other famous examples as well. What's the famous example? Ibn Abbas, what's the example? 
So Ibn Abbas, there was the dua that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made for Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma and that dua was Allahumma wa'allimhu at-ta'wil that Allah give him knowledge of the religion and give him knowledge of tafsir basically give him knowledge of the religion and knowledge of tafsir allimhu ta'wil ta'wil tafsir give him knowledge and understanding of the quran so there are many examples like that about making dua for someone else there are in fact narrations maybe they'll come here and doesn't look like it but there are narrations that speak about the virtue of making dua for someone without them knowing it that there is a tremendous virtue and we came across it before when the angels they say when you make dua for somebody else and that person doesn't know you're making dua for them the angels they come and say i mean and for you you'll get it too for you the same even though you never made it for yourself there you were making that dua for somebody else sincerely for somebody else so the angels they come and for you likewise so there's a great virtue in that that is the second type here the second subject when you're making dua for someone else the third one what could that be first one was making dua for yourself second one making dua for someone else third one so for yourself and someone else that's the third type when you're making dua for yourself and for someone else when you do that the correct way to do it if you're making independent duas you're repeating the words for yourself and for somebody else that you begin with yourself or the other person first yourself first that is the way of the sunnah make the dua for yourself and then on top of that the dua for the other person that you intend to fayabda biddua linafsihi awwalan you begin by making dua for yourself first thumma yad'u li then you make dua for other than yourself for the other person people the evidence for that hadith ubay ibn ka'b radiyallahu anhu anna an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallama kana idha dhakara ahadan fad'a lahu bada'a binafsihi rawahu at-tirmidhi that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if he mentioned somebody or he remembered somebody and made dua for them he would always first begin with the dua for himself and then that person that he was making the dua for there is proof of this in the quran too that you begin with yourself and then on top of that you make dua for the others for example wastaghfir li dhanbika wa lil mu'minina wal mu'minat and seek forgiveness for your sin 
and then the believers of the males and the females who came first you first then Muhammad 19 also in Nuh 28 that my Lord forgive me that's the first thing mentioned then the second thing mentioned is and my parents then the third thing mentioned is those who enter my house and then generally the believers so you can see how that's working myself first then my parents, then those who enter, then generally. So you begin with yourself and then it goes on. Ibrahim 41. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ In the dua of Ibrahim salam, My Lord, our Lord, forgive me and my parents and the believers on the day the accountability occurs so myself then the parents then the believers so again you can see it begins with yourself فَلَا يَلْزَمُهُ فِي هَذِي الْحَالَ أَنْ يَدْعُوَ لِنَفْسِهِ This only applies of course if you actually have an intent in that dua to make the dua for yourself and then the others. If you have an intention, you want to make dua for yourself and others, then you always begin with yourself first. If however your dua you were going to make a particular dua just for someone else you'd remembered some situation about them and you were going to make this dua just for them in that case you just make it directly just for them you're not going to include yourself or make any dua for yourself in that one so then it doesn't matter you go straight to that person make the dua for them but if you intend yourself within it then begin with yourself and then you add on the people you're going to make the dua for The fourth category. First category was you're making dua for yourself. Second category, you're making dua for someone else. Third category, you're making dua for yourself and someone else. Fourth category, Parents is very similar to the previous category. The fourth category. That you're making dua for yourself and the Muslims as a whole along with you. Not just someone else, this person, that person, those people, parents. 
but yourself and then the Muslims as a whole. That's a different type of dua now. When you're making dua generally for the Muslims as a whole. Number three was yourself and then just specifics. Other people, parents, this one, that one. Number four is yourself and then added on everyone else, the Muslims as a whole. Examples of that would occur in the qunut like we said. If the imam is doing the qunut, you would read that dua in the plural pronouns. Including all of the Muslims, the believers, everyone. The khatib in the khutbah on Friday. If he makes a dua during the khutbah, at the end of the khutbah, it should be done in the plural form to include everyone. All of the Muslims. And to mention the Muslims, the mu'minina wal mu'minat, al muslimina, to make dua for everyone. وَمِنْ ذَلِكَ An example of this مَا رَوَاهُ التِّرْمِذِيُّ وَغَيْرُهُ عَنْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنِ عُمَرْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا قَالَ قَلَّمَا كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَقُومُ مِنْ مَجْلِسٍ حَتَّى يَدْعُوَ بِهَا أُولَئِ الدَّعْوَاتِ لِأَصْحَابِهِ Hadith says It was very rare that the Prophet would ever get up from a sitting and leave without making this dua for everybody first. What is that dua? Allahumma qsim lana min khashyatika ma tahulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asik. That our Allah uh, apportion for us, apportion for us, give us all. That amount of khashya, that fear of you, which will prevent us from sinning. Give us all that level of fear, which will block us between us and sinning. Stop us from sinning. وَمِن طَاعَتِكَ مَا تُبَلِّغُنَا بِهِ And give us all a portion to us all, obedience to you, to the level that it will bring us to get us into paradise. وَمِنَ الْيَقِينِ مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ الدُّنْيَا And to give us the level of certainty in our minds, meaning certainty of trust and dependence in Allah, that will make easy upon us the difficulties of this world. Enough certainty, iman, trust and dependence in Allah that will make it easy to deal with the difficulties of the world. Allahumma matti'na bi asma'ina wa abisarina wa quwwatina ma ahyaytana. Marau Allah give us pleasure or goodness with our hearing and our seeing and our strength as long as you allow us to live and make that the the inheritance make that the inheritance from us 
and make our revenge upon those who wrong us, oppress us, and aid us upon those who have enmity against us. Meaning the kuffar. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مُصِيبَتَنَا فِي دِينِنَا And do not make our the calamity and the, the, the thing that goes wrong, do not make that occur in our religion. If something's got to go wrong, worldly affairs, do not make it in our religion. وَلَا تَجْعَلِ الدُّنْيَا أَكْبَرَ هَمِّنَا And do not make this world our biggest uh, point of importance. Do not make this world the biggest thing we give importance to. Don't make this world the biggest thing that preoccupies us. لا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا. Don't make the biggest of our thoughts and concerns and our importance this world. ولا مبلغ علمنا. And neither make this world the extent of our knowledge. That all we know is about the world out there and what's going on and work and this and that. Don't make our the extent of our knowledge be just the world out there and what's going on rather we need knowledge of the religion and do not give authority and power above us upon us to those who will not have mercy upon us so all of that you can see it is being done as a dua for all of the muslims ويستحب للمسلم أن يدعو لمن أحسن إليه It is مستحب that you make dua for someone who does good to you Someone does good to you Then you should make dua for them Someone does something good for you then it is befitting that you make dua for the one who does good to you. وَلَا سِيِّمَا And especially قَوْلُ جَزَاكَ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا When somebody does something good for you and you reply by making this dua for them جَزَاكَ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا That's a dua. That is a dua. May Allah reward you with good. Somebody does good for you, so you make the dua for them. May Allah reward you with good. Jazakallahu khaira. Fa'innaha ablagh ma yakunu min dua Because that is one of the most comprehensive duas you could make. May Allah give you good. Goodness of everything. It is one of the most encompassing duas. May Allah reward you with goodness. All types of goodness, it's open. And that's why they say as well in the Arabic language, you have to be careful. Uh, as a uh, grammatical mistake. Somebody, for example, they say to you, uh, do you want a bottle of water? You say, La jazakallah khair. Even though everybody knows exactly what you mean, but they say, the Nahwiyin, the, the uh, grammarians, if you say that, La jazakallahu khair. La jazakallahu khairah. So really, they say that's grammar is wrong, your Nahu is wrong. Really, that's your saying, may Allah not reward you with any good then. 
So and that's why they say when you say thank you to somebody, somebody gives you the water. Uh, uh, oh no, somebody uh, offers you water. You want to say no thanks. Don't say la shukran. No, with the la shukran, same thing. You're supposed to say la wa shukran. As a, as a point of grammar, even though of course it doesn't matter, everybody knows what you mean when you're speaking, but they used to mention it in the Arabic language classes, in the books of grammar. So, the point being here, you say, Jazakallahu khaira, may Allah reward you with good, recompense you with good. Notice it's past tense. Jaza, jazaka fi'al madhi. Allah rewarded you with good. Why are you telling this person Allah rewarded you with good in the past tense? He's just done something good for you right now. Surely you want to say to him, may Allah reward you with good. So why do you use the past tense verb and say, Jazakallahu khairan? Why don't you say Allah yudzik khair or something present tense? Why do you do the madhi? Allah rewarded you. Don't you want to say to them, may Allah reward you in the Arabic, Jazakallah khairan is past tense. Like you say, Shafakallah, fi'al madhi, Allah cured you. Surely you want to say, may Allah cure you now. May Allah cure you. So why is it past tense verbs? This is a grammatical thing. In Arabic grammar, this is just a grammatical thing. It's the fi'l madhi, but the ma'na is in the, in the uh, mudari' and mustaqbal. The verb used is past tense, but the meaning is future tense. That's just a grammatical thing. لِمَا ثَبَتَ فِي الْمُسْنَدِ عَنْ إِبْنِ عُمَرِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ مَنْ صَنَعَ إِلَيْكُمْ مَعْرُوفًا فَكَافِئُهُ Whoever does something good for you, then recompense him. Recompense that person with something. فَإِنْ لَمْ تَجِدُوا But if you can't find anything to reply and to, uh, uh, what do you call it? Someone does something good for you to, to return the favor. To return the favor or to do something back goodness to them but if you can't find anything you can't do anything good back for them if you can't find anything good to do for them you don't have anything nothing then what can you do then make dua for him and carry on making dua for him until you feel like you've made the dua that now has recompensed him for the good that he did so these are the different types. There is the final narration here. Man suni'a ilayhi ma'roofun faqala li fa'ilih jazakallahu khayran faqad ablagha fi thana. That whoever has something good done for them and they reply to the one who did it jazakallahu khayran then you have gone to the limit of praise. Meaning that you've done the best type of dua, the best reply, the goodness to that person that you could have done by saying Jazakallahu khaira. Which one was that? What was the hadith? Ah, 
That narration, it's in Sunan Tirmidhi 3502. 3502 in Sunan Tirmidhi. That's the end of that chapter. And that's where we're going to stop today. Next week, it's going to be the danger and the impermissibility of making dua against yourself. You might think that's silly. But people, when they get depressed, somebody dies, something happens, calamity, they start making dua upon themselves. So there is a chapter about this, and not just upon yourself, the more likely situation, making dua against and upon others. So we need to look at that. How does that work? When can it be done? When it's not done? The danger of it all. That chapter regarding making dua against yourself or others, that's where we'll start with next week, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, very soon after Maghrib, around about 7 p.m. Around about 7 p.m., inshallah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.